In today's episode, we speak to Parker Stevenson. Parker is a co-owner and the chief business officer at Evolved Finance, a bookkeeping agency that specializes in helping online entrepreneurs to build a more profitable and financially stable online business. But this is not where he started off. He, this is where he is at the moment. This is what he's doing currently. So let's find out how Parker actually got here and all the mindset challenges that he had to overcome to setting up a successful business. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. It's Gul Khan here, your money mindset expert. And today I'm super, super excited to be speaking to Stephen. Sorry, Parker Stevenson. I was getting the name the wrong way around. How are you, Parker? I'm doing well, Gul. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You know what? Your name reminds me of Parker Penn. That's the first thing that came to my head. Well, I've been called Steve Parkinson, strangely enough. People will switch the names around. And then there's also an actor in the U.S. named Parker Stevenson, who if I'm on the phone with someone for the first time, they're like, you're not the Parker Stevenson from like the Hardy Boys and and some other shows. I'm like, nope, I'm uh, unfortunately not uh, the famous person you want me to be, so... Oh, oh, you're amazing as you are. So we like you as you are, Parker. Thank you so oh, much. For, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. I can imagine your energy is amazing and we're going to have an amazing, amazing time today on today's episode. So Parker, get us started and tell everybody what it is that you do. So uh, my name is Parker Stevenson. I'm the co-owner and chief business officer for a bookkeeping business here based in the United States called Evolve Finance. And so at Evolve Finance, what makes us kind of unique and ma- and hopefully more interesting for your, uh, your audience is that we specialize in online businesses. So um, my business partner, who's the founder of Evolve Finance, had the great vision and great luck to kind of get niched into the online space back in like 2010 before um, the online business world had really kind of blown up to what it is today. And uh, so we've kind of dug ourselves into this niche and provide bookkeeping for some of the top online entrepreneurs in the US. And it's been a really, really interesting to see how all these businesses work and see so many people that just got sick of working regular jobs or had skills and talents that uh, they felt like they wanted to bring to the world in a bigger way and see mm. them make really good livings and, and, and build really successful businesses from that. Fabulous. I mean, the online business world is absolutely booming at the moment and it's this had an exponential growth, especially during the COVID period, because I think a lot of people are realizing they don't want to go back to their JOBs and they want to create financial freedoms for themselves through online uh, online platforms and that i think to, in this day and age online platform is the best platform to start from because you need a very low startup capital to get started so fabulous i can imagine that you probably have abundance of clients coming to your way and asking for your help so parker i know that's what you do now but what, tell us your story where did you get started and how did you get involved with the online works the workspace yeah i mean it wasn't something I ever planned i had never thought i would ever yeah, be the i can't imagine that you should fall business <laughs> Yeah, it's like I, I wasn't an accounting major. I didn't even study finance in school. I studied marketing. Um, when I was uh, in college, I, I played in a, a band, uh, in a rock band, and oh. I went to school in LA. 
my family uh, on my dad's side are, are some unbelievable musicians and I have family members uh, who make a living in the music industry. Oh, wow. And so I put a band together. I grew up in San Diego. And so when I moved to LA, some of the guys moved up there with me. We formed this band. We got to play amazing shows with a lot of amazing artists. Um, but when I was probably about 26 or 27, the band kind of broke up and I'd been working full-time jobs while I did that. And kind of went, what do I do now? I thought I was going to be a rock star touring the country. And um, sure enough, I decided, well, I really love golf. I've always been a big golfer. Why not get in the golf industry, which is actually based out of San Diego? It's kind of like the way um, Detroit was for the auto industry back Mm. in the 50s, 60s, 70s, stuff like that. San Diego is that for the golf industry. So I was able to get a job over at Adidas. Uh, it was own, uh, they owned TaylorMade Golf at the time. It was TaylorMade um, Adidas Golf. And uh, I ended up starting from the bottom there and eventually was uh, running a $50 million a year product category by the time I was finishing, uh, finishing up there. I was the, the U.S. footwear manager for golf. And so I loved my time there, really, really enjoyed it. And I learned so much. I kind of considered that my five-year master's program was working for Adidas because I had amazing mentors and bosses. And overall, my experience was very positive. Um, But I think for me, as I'm sure a lot of people can relate, I just kind of felt like, well, being in this big organization, there's all these other people who are going to decide whether or not I get to move forward. They get like, if they don't like me for whatever reason, even if I do good work and even if I kiss butt and I do all the right things, someone could just decide, eh, you're you're not really the right fit. And I just, and I just, that bought, like I couldn't handle that. Like that just wasn't the right fit for me. So our best friends, um, my wife grew up with my business partner, Corey and his wife, Anna, and they grew up together. I'd known them for a while. I knew they had this business, but again, it was a bookkeeping business. So I didn't even really think twice about it, mm-hmm. but we started to, Corey and I started to talk more and more about what they were doing and how they're trying to grow the business. And I kind of went, I think I might be able to help. And so um, it was kind of at a time where I felt like it, it was that the, the company was going in a direction where I felt like, you know what, if I'm going to jump ship now might be the time to do yeah. it. So Corey and I went, all right, let's go. And looking back at it, it seemed like a crazy idea while we're doing it. We're like, yeah, we'll do it. We'll figure it out. Like I took a huge pay cut. Um, and, but I was like, you know what? I think in the grand scheme of things, I'm going to be able to make more money. I think I'm going to be happier and I'm going to get to work with someone I really like and, and get to build something I have control of. And here we are six years later and, uh, you know, Corey and I haven't, you know, want to strangle each other or anything. We, it turns out we're really great business partners. We really mm-hmm. enjoy working together. And, uh, we now have a team of about 11 people total working for the company, serving about, um, almost 120 clients a month and growing. Wow. Wow. That's fantastic. Now, that sounds great. And someone listening to them may, may, this may, be, may think, oh, well, that was easy for, for you, Parker. You know, that seems like you just was walking the park. And I want to, I want to go back to, to the, actually, the decision that you made. I know you made the decision that it was time for you to jump ship. But, you know, having a stable income and coming from that employee mindset and going into entrepreneurship, a lot of people have this. But, uh, you know, this idea or this ambition, but not many people act upon it. So where did you get the courage to actually say, no, you know what, I'm going to move and I'm going to move now and I'm going to get, I'm gonna, and I'm actually going to take a pay cut. How did you come to that decision? Well, you know, what, what sort of mindset was involved with that? No, that's a great question. I think th- there's multiple factors. Um, number one, I think I've always just had confidence in myself. Like I knew that no matter what situation I'm in, I'll figure it out. And at the end of the day, worst case uh, scenario is 
I go get another job. Like if it doesn't yeah. work out and we can't grow Vol Finance, I'll go get another job. And I'll, I've always found a way to make sure I create an income for myself. And mm -hmm. the other piece was I had the support of my wife. Like my yeah. wife and I talked it through. It's so funny that I, I was talking to one of our clients the other day where I, I always looked at myself as this free spirited artist, musician. Um, but as a Virgo, turns out I love structure and, uh, and I like organization and uh, turns out this, uh, you know, even just managing our, our personal budget at home, we were very locked in. We had saved money. Um, I, I ran the numbers to see, okay, well, if I take a pay cut, then what does that mean for our personal financial situation? How long can we last at certain income levels? And then Corey and I had a really strong conversation around like, well, where do we need to get, how long can I last at this income level? And where do we need to get to where I can start you know, we can start to increase my salary because it's a small business. Yeah. And so whether you're jumping in with a partner or it's just you yourself, I think you have to remind yourself that if you need to go get another job again, you can, yeah. but also just like a reminder, like I just reminded myself of anything I wanted, like anything I put my, my sights on, I could make happen. Like yeah. who, who's like, thinks they can start a band and think they're going to be successful as a musician. You almost have to be a narcissist. Right. But I was able to get this, this band off the ground. We built a following. Uh, and for all intents and purposes, we did have some success. It, it just, um, you know, in the end I felt like I needed a transition and didn't work out, but it's still, we accomplished so much. So I just had to kind of go back to all these other moments in my life where I'm like, I can make stuff happen. And I know that I can help this business and having these conversations with Corey and seeing the opportunity there that I felt like, you know, there's going to be risk here, yeah. but I was able to mitigate that risk by making sure my personal finances were in a place that I knew mm -hmm. how long I could take that risk. My wife was on board. So I had support from her right. and Corey and I felt like we had a plan for how we were going to grow this business. So we executed on it. So, you know, at the end of the day, I think when you're trying to make these types of decisions, we're all just taking an in input and taking in data and trying to um, assess because, you know, I, I think there is such thing as being too risky and putting yourself so far out there that it's like, you're setting yourself for your whole world to collapse. But I felt like even if this didn't go well, I had nothing to lose. It was going to be okay. And sure enough, it was the best decision I've ever made. Yeah, sounds like it. Now, let's break this down a little bit more. So what, what I heard there was you were aware of the fact there were risks and you calculated it. So you took calculated risks. And I talk about this quite a lot. If you don't take risks in life, you risk everything because you don't do it you don't you move anywhere and then you most people tiptoe to uh, tiptoe through life drive safely at the grave and you pretty much haven't lived because you haven't risked anything so in, in life you have to take risks and that requires a certain kind of mindset and that's essential especially as an entrepreneur because you have to take risks you and which you did but there's no there's risk which are stupid risks and the risk which are calculated which seems like exactly what you did you took calculated risks and most importantly, you had the support or you had a support network, which is importantly your wife and your business partner. And therefore you jumped head in and then you worked through it. And then you, I'm sure you had obstacles coming your way, but you were able to work through them because you had a support network. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a great way to look at it because here's the thing. If I had to tell my wife, Hey, we need to take our whole life savings and we're going to take out $50,000 in credit card debt. And I'm going to have no income for the next year. And the likelihood of us succeeding is going to be 1%. Yeah. For me, for my comfort level, I couldn't, like, I wouldn't be able to do that. And I wouldn't expect my wife to do that. And I think we all have different levels of risk. I see it with our clients. Some of our clients are willing to take more risk than, than others. And I think um, for most of us, we probably have to push outside of our comfort zone because you're right. Entrepreneurship there's inherent risk in yeah. doing your own thing. Um, but I also think you have to just 
have enough self-awareness, I guess, to see like what kind of risk levels are you willing to take? And like you said, having that support network to help guide you through that and make sure that you can feel like you can um, really give it a good shot and really give it your all. Yeah. And I, and I love the fact that you, 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 you said that you were always confident in yourself. I think self-assurance and self-confidence are prerequisites before you can take on anything. It doesn't matter what sport network you have, but you need to believe in yourself before anybody else does. And obviously you need it, the fact that you do have support network that, that helps to move you forward. But the first point of call, and this is where your mindset has to be really, really strong, is belief in yourself and confidence in your ability, either in your skill or the ability to learn a new skill set. Because entrepreneurship has loads of different hats. You've read so many different hats. And there are, there's a lot of on-the-job training, which I've known myself. But you, you have the ability to, you know, you have the confidence to know that you either have the ability or you can acquire it or you can acquire the skill set. Can you say? No, I totally agree. I mean, what I know now, six years into this versus coming into it, I mean, I, you know, I had five years at a... Um, massive corporation and thought I knew a lot about business and that, you know, the skills that I learned at Adidas were very helpful with what I'm doing here at Evolve Finance. But then I was also learning bookkeeping. I did not have bookkeeping experience. So I was learning from my business partner and then the only employee we had at the time, Susan, who's now our bookkeeping manager. And I was like, okay, I, I know I can learn the bookkeeping side of things, but I'll know the rest of the business stuff. And then you jump into the online world and it's a different game. Yeah. Like it was a whole different game, the way our clients are marketing their businesses, promoting yeah. their businesses, operating remotely, the software they used, right? Yeah. So, but I found it fun. I love that stuff. I love learning new things and I, and I love learning kind of just the game of how this online world worked. And, you know, again, like if you have that learner's mindset and, and you trust that you can learn things and, and execute on those new things. I mean, I said this to, um, I think it was on another webinar I did with one of our clients and, you know, it sounds a little rude. So um, just bear with me here, but it's like, I'm not special. Our clients aren't special. They're just people who took that risk, believed in themselves and went and executed. And I think sometimes for the, the newer entrepreneurs or people who haven't made the jump yet, they think that there's like some secret everybody else yeah. has that they yeah. don't it's have. Special secret, yeah. And the reality is, is again, I think that belief, finding the support system you need and just trusting that you'll learn the things you need to learn and you'll solve the problems that you need to solve to make your business work. And I think it's just the people that go out and do it and go through that process and go get, you know, get past those barriers and just trust that they can do it. Typically you're going to be the ones that are going to make it happen. I, I completely agree. And what I heard there was the, you know, the, the, the ability to grow, which is growing mindset. We've talked about this before. There's the fixed mindset and there's the growth mindset. And what you said was bang on for those people who have the growth mindset, they know they'll grow, they'll learn and they'll develop and they'll, they're either have the skills or they'll develop the skills and they're constantly learning. Anyway, the online space, the people who are, who are actually successful are those who are constantly learning. They have that growth mindset. If you come to the online space or any, 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 actually any, any field at all with a fixed mindset, then that limits your ability and your success. And I think this is what hinders most online entrepreneurs. Now that brings me on to this point. So you, you come into, like I said, you've got over 120 clients. So what is the characteristic that you think that is common between all the successful entrepreneurs that you work with? I think, well, it's interesting because so our clients have so many different types of personalities, right? Yeah. So it's not like they all have one type of personality and it's like, if you don't have this personality, uh, you won't be successful, but there's a focus and a vision, 
that I think does have to be cultivated as you build your business. So I'm pretty sure almost every business owner starts off kind of like, I don't know if this is maybe an American term, but throwing spaghetti on the wall and seeing what sticks. Um, Yeah, I'm fed it. And there's a cruder version of it as well. Um, But ultimately, like in the early stages, as you're trying to figure out, like, how do I help my customers? Like, Mm -hmm. how do I package my offer? What am I selling? Like, am I clear on what I'm actually trying to build and what I'm actually trying to do to help my customers? And so I think there's a little bit of maybe a broad idea in early stages, but all of our clients that get to the six figure revenue point and beyond, because we have a number of clients who are in the well into the multi seven figure realm is they get clear on who's my target market. How do I serve them? And how do I not distract myself with a bunch of other things in my business that just pulled me away from my ultimate goal of getting as many people in front of my main offer as possible. And so our clients that tend to offer too many things and are trying to sell too many things to their audience and just don't have that clarity in terms of like, what's the journey I want to take my customers on. Mm. They tend to kind of stagnate and they have a hard time getting through certain revenue goals, but our clients that find that they remove distractions and get super focused on their offer and super focused on how they serve their customers, revenue increases dramatically. And then their profitability actually increases at the same rate. So again, I look at numbers a lot and, you know, we're looking at a lot of financial data and uh, that one concept of focus just seems to be so universal in terms of how it ties into the financial success of our clients. I completely agree. And I think this is what I found to be the, to be very, very true when, you know, in, in my business. When I was in the, in the early days, I think when you first start off, you really are trying to figure out who you want to serve and what offers you have. And I remember making a lot of small programs quite early on. Whereas then when I focused on one thing, which is my mastermind, and I really focused on that. And that's the only offer I give. And I give it three to four times a year. But then that's the only offer I'm actually promoting at any given time. Apart from that, and I'm doing podcasting, YouTube, and whatever else. But just the offer is always the same, mastermind. That is when my revenue grew. And my business has exponentially grown because I'm just focused on that one offer. So I completely understand. I completely agree. But then it takes experience. It takes time. And it takes the courage to know that, yeah, it's a high-end offer. But there's audience and there's market for it. And people will appreciate your product because it's a proven product. But it takes a strong mindset to understand and believe in your product and yourself. Wouldn't you say? Well, I mean, if, if we use of all Finance as an example, um, when I first started working with Corey, our offer... We're still, it was bookkeeping, but we've actually removed things from our services and added things that provided more value. So we, we kind of tweaked and um, molded the offer to just continue to better serve the customer. Right. Mm -hmm. So in the early stages, especially since we're a service-based business, you know, Corey, when it was just him and his wife did all of the things for the clients, right? Whatever they needed, Corey did all of the stuff financially for the clients. And so it allowed him to build a reputation and allowed him to provide a really good experience. But then he eventually realized, oh, like I can only take on so many clients doing this. Hmm. So I need to increase my prices. So the prices go up. And then once I got involved being again, kind of maybe more operate, like having my operations experience from Adidas, I'm like, well, how are we going to then 
build this business out to be something bigger than just Corey and myself. Mm. So then we actually started to see areas where we need to remove these part, this part of the service because um, the clients can get this for cheaper somewhere else, or it's not, it's not really scalable for us to do it. And it doesn't really help the client as much as we originally thought it would be. Um, and then started to think about what, what are the things we can add in that we can do to make the, the, the experience for our customers, like even better, like so that they want, they just want to scream to the rooftops, all my online business friends hire Evolve Finance. They're the best at what they do. Mm-hmm. And so even for us where it's like, yeah, I'm a bookkeeper and I'm just going to do bookkeeping. It seems pretty straightforward. There's still so many little decisions that you can be making as a bookkeeper with a bookkeeping business around, well, how do I just make sure I'm thinking about my customer first while also making sure that the back end of my business can actually grow and we can mm-hmm. actually continue to bring more and more clients and serve more and more people. So the service we provided... 10 years ago, five years ago, even as recently as two or three years ago, isn't exactly the same as what it is now. And now we feel so much more clear, so much more focused from those experiences, from the successes and the, um, the failures of, of trying to grow this business. And now our vision for what our offer is and what we do and help our customers is so much more refined and it's so much easier to sell. It's so much easier to explain to potential customers and, um, and it's so much easier to grow our business now because of it. So the same thing can be whether you're doing courses or you're doing coaching, or even if you have physical products where it's like the, the sooner you can kind of fail fast and see what your customers don't want and what they do want, then the sooner you can start to double down on the, the internal aspects of your business yeah. and your external marketing to just grow this sucker as fast as you can fabulous fabulous and on that note i think we're going to wrap up so do you have any final tips for our audience parker i just kind of want to reiterate what we were talking about earlier is don't let other you know looking at entrepreneurs you look up to or that you aspire to be uh, and think that again there's something magical or special about them i know we all know the steve jobs of apple and um you know these these unicorn type CEOs who start multi-billion dollar companies. We're not trying to do that. Our clients are making really, really good livings, starting small online businesses that do wonderful things for their customers and also make really great livings for themselves and their families. And these people, again, they're not special. They're wonderful people and they've done great things, but there's nothing more unique about them than anyone else who's trying to start a business. Again, they just went out and did it. So I just hope that by listening uh, to this podcast, especially talking to a fine two finance people talking where it's all about, are we going to make some money here? Is this going to work out financially? And being someone who's probably not as risky as a lot of our clients mm-hmm. have been, but they're still going out. They just took that jump. They took that leap of faith leap to of do faith. it. Yeah. And if you're feeling um, hesitant, I just encourage you to do the work, figure out how you can make it work for you and, and take that first step. I agree. I agree. And it, like we said before, take calculated risks. Don't be foolish. Don't be foolish. Don't be, don't be, don't make rash decisions, but do make decisions and do take calculated risks. Um, where can we find you, Parker? evolvefinance.com it's pretty easy and if you um you know we're on social media as well but if you're, you're curious about what we do or you want to listen i do a podcast talking about more financial concepts for online businesses uh, you can find all that at evolvefinance.com 
Fantastic, fantastic. So remember, uh, those listening, we will have the links for Parker on the, on the show notes so you can come along and click on those. And if you are visiting on this on the website, then on the website too, there will be the links for the website and all his social media links will be there too. Well, thank you so much, Parker. It's, it's been an absolute pleasure. I knew it was going to be fun talking to you and we've had so much fun talking money and risks and business and all things finance, which is awesome. Um, bit to bit, two nerds, aren't they? <laughs> two nerds together. <laughs> but it's always fun. Always fun. Thank you so much for being our guest. I'm sure we'll have you back soon because I think you've got a lot more to teach and a lot more to talk about. Today was more about your journey. Maybe next time we can talk something specifically around um, how you can help an online entrepreneur and, and support them on their online, online journey. And for those listening, thank you so much for joining me on another inspiration journey. I will be back on a Friday feature with another amazing guest sharing their journey and how they got to where they are and how they worked around it and how they got bundles in their life by working in the mindset. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com. That's G-U-L-L-K-H-A-N.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day millionaire mindset makeover challenge, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.millionairemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in our next five-day challenge. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan. Take care and bye for now.